You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. Andy Warhol, what up? This is art for our culture. I know it. That's why I like going to sign Hello? Right? Think about this hanging in something. What's good, bro? Hey, Gary. What's your name? It's Adam. Adam, what's good? Uh, so I had DM Lou a question, actually, about uh, the 90s era, like, uh, shot cards. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, with, with that era, like, there's so many... So many different cards. And to so much choose and from, so much like, supply of those cards, right? Right, exactly. That's like my point. theory my theory about those cards in general is that like I think the brands like Tops uh, are going to be good in the long term because what what ends up is gonna happen is that like new collectors are gonna come in and they're gonna see Tops and they're gonna say, Oh well, Tops must be the brand that I need to get, right? Is that something you, what do you think about that? I don't know if that's true. I think Tops is an iconic brand. And I, and I think long-term, I grew up during the era where Donruss was more popular than Topps and then Upper Deck and Leaf were more popular than Topps. And here we are, and Topps is here. So I think in baseball, there's a lot of historic value. You know, I don't know. I mean, look, I think Bean Team Shacks are probably, Stadium Club Bean Team Shacks are probably going to end up being very underpriced because I think you have to put the pool of real economics against this, real tried and true uh, global economics, meaning supply and demand matters. There is a lot more tops regular shacks than there are bean team shacks. Plus the hobby has decided the bean team shack is the rookie. On the flip side to your point, and I made it earlier, I do think as the hobby gets 10x more popular, the lower end has got a chance to go up even more than the high end. And so, you know, does the bean team thing go from 1,500 to 3,000 while the regular tops, I don't know what the regular top shack goes for right now, but does that go from 30 to 300, 10x versus 2x or 3x. That's gonna be a very interesting debate. I think what I like about the lower end going up faster than the higher end is the majority of people who are watching right now, if they wanna make a bet, are in a better likely chance to buy 10 tops, PSA 10 Shaq rookies. Or Fle- I like the Fleer a lot because the color scheme makes it hard for that to be a 10 grade. Uh, but that's not here, not there. Uh, I-, I bought 10 Fleer at that point, right? More, less, ish. 13, maybe? Yeah. I remember I bought them once, I was all excited. Because it's like gold, like it was kind of like, these are hard, like the white stuff doesn't bang up as easy on the, like the green, like nonetheless, getting a little nerdy here. But um, yeah, I like that you can buy 10 shacks and they 10X instead of, you can't afford 10 beams and the beams only 3X, similar to the prism high end that we talked about earlier. Makes sense? That's, yeah, the shack actually, I think, uh, so, 90s b-ball cards on instagram has given me the tip about that and i actually had dm'd you about that one the one with the black jersey right the yes one bought. yes yeah so I, I, I yeah so i bought a couple of those over the summer for 30 and, and i just recently sold two of them for two total for 170 so the shack cards even even the Look, regular Sha- tops i bought Sha- for like 20. if shack if shack was during the pre-era of the junk wax era or the post era He'd be some of the most expensive cards because he's a cultural phenomenon. Right, for sure. That, I mean, that's what I looked at. I looked at those cards. And to and your said, point, if basketball becomes like, listen, Shaq, earlier the junk wax era, is it underpriced? I would argue Shaq is a running take as one of the best junk wax era cards to buy because the man may even outpace that enormous amount of supply. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I do have one other question on baseball. Please. So something that I noticed was that the Bowman Chrome uh, first Bowman rookies are starting to either be less than uh, the regular top rookies, like in Mookie Betts' case, like the Mookie Betts top Me update too. is more expensive than the Mookie Betts Bowman Chrome card. But, oh, I can, but for, for, for so long, it has been the opposite. I'm not sure. By the way, you don't see the shift of where that, where, when it happens. And don't forget, I've been watching for two years, and I only thought Bowman, Bowman, Bowman. Bro, this is what I'm telling you. When a lot more people get involved, the hobby and the way they decided things is going to change. It's very simple. If there's 30,000 people into something and their collective energy decides something, because that's what a hobby is and a market is, and now there's 400,000 people in it, there's a chance that things will shift. I've been blown away by that dynamic. I, even when I was a kid, Mariano Rivera, 92, is like Bowman was more powerful than Tops, right? Now, all of a sudden, to your point, I'm seeing more of a push towards the tops considered rookie, whether that's an update, a series two, a series one. That's why I bought a bunch of Gavin Lux raw. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, yes, I see that happening too. Is that a micro five second trend or does that become the trend? Again, I don't know. I'm just trying to tell the collective hobby, be prepared for new things to happen if hundreds of thousands of people get involved. Yeah, totally agree. And then, so I have one other question. Hopefully, this will be my last question. Um, so what do you think of the inserts in Prism? So, like, specifically would be, like, Luca. So there's, like, three main ones. But, like, the 90s stuff, for the most part, like, the inserts are the are what's most popular. So, but like, weren't, think... but weren't those things numbered so low? I'm undereducated on 90s basketball inserts. It's one of the places I want to get educated on. I know Matt and others, like, are really heavy on that. That shit's super hot. It's really expensive. I'm very undereducated on it. But correct me if I'm wrong. I'm asking you if you know. Those things were like numbered to 75 or 200. Like, I these prism numbers, I think, are far greater, no? So, that, I mean, I don't know the, the numbering stuff. I don't know. But I just know that, like, from talking to people who collect those types of cards, like, they told me that uh, the 90s insert was much more popular than the regular the regular rookie, which like I don't like, I've been looking at the PSA numbers for some of the inserts, and they're like in the in the two hundreds. But like obviously, if if they're in the if they're numbered to like seventy five for the nineties cards, like that's obviously a different, but or different. But that's kind of what I was looking at recently, at least. It's a really interesting take, brother. And like honestly, I'm excited because you're gonna make me look at it right now. Like, yeah, I, mean, I think it's an interesting conversation. I just have uh, no, cool. yeah, so have no is, uh, knowledge if the Zion and Luca inserts are a good way to look versus the base. I just haven't started that process. But hearing you articulate it, I'm like, huh, I'm, I'm, I promise you that I'll be taking a flight in a couple of months and I'll remember this call and then I'll spend four and a half hours flying to, back from LA to New York, literally just doing homework on that. And I think that's an important part that a lot of people are missing right now. They're jumping in. I did hundreds of hours of homework, going to shows, reading forums, reading Twitter, following Instagram accounts, looking at completed eBay and StockX numbers at nausea before I even started coming up with hypothesis or tweets. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's all, for me at least, that's what, one thing that I think you get a little nervous, that gets me a little nervous when people come in and they're just like, I have $600 to spend, or I have $500 to spend. They're just, they're, they're willing to just spend it on anything. And I think that gets me a little bit nervous, but at the same time, like, if those people are, spending, like you're saying, the 10 to 100 hours doing research, like, I, you're, 
tons of opportunity. And I think that's maybe something that other people in the hobby don't think that there is. Like, they think that there's only one way to make money or to collect. And I, I don't think that's the case. I think that's right. And I don't think you, me, or anybody else, no matter how long or how short you've been collecting, owns the hobby or the flip market. It's audacious to think that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they'll be, and look, this happened to me. Like, I got into the fall, I was super hyped. Then I got into the fall, and I had to replace my head of every discipline at VaynerMedia. I had a lot of things going on in my life. I'm busy, the jet season. Like, I'm always going to be less loud about the hobby September to December because I'm busy. Like, so it just goes into pockets, too. Like, I'll always not make as much opportunity for myself in basketball because I'm too busy September 1st on, and there's a lot of fun action to be had in September and October prior to the basketball season. I'm just remiss to know that to be true. Totally agree. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you, you are, you're trying to articulate, I think, the best that you can, like the stuff that you like, and I think it's not a coincidence that stuff that you like just happens to be correct, like the stuff that goes up in value. I don't think it's, I don't think the two are related, but I think that, like, when you are saying that you like this card, it's already on its way up. Like, is that, is that kind of, what do you think about that? I, I think it's so damn obvious. Like, people are making fun of me at both sides of their mouth that are mad at me. They're like, this fucking guy's manipulating the market. And then three tweets later, they're like, dude, he's not a fucking genius. He's just talking about the cards that we're all talking about. I'm like, so which one is it, dick? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, your, your philosophy is like, buy Luca cards. Wow, what a shocker. Like, and I'm also saying that nausea, if Luca becomes Paul George injury, you're gonna lose a fuckload of money. If Luca becomes yeah, Eric Rose, you're gonna lose a like, fuckload of money. Like, yeah, exactly. like I'm sorry I mean, that I think LeBron James was a good bet. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to rally up here, Gary. No, no, it's not a rally up. You're exciting me because I appreciate you articulating it. I read all these comments and I have a lot of love for these guys and dealers. And like a lot of people are mean to me on Twitter publicly, but then DM me nicely, or I see them at shows and are nice. And I'm like, hey, I get it. Like there's an establishment to everything. When somebody's been buying up three properties in Dumbo and a big real estate person comes and buys more, there's some math. When you love the band and then they get big and everybody loves them, you get mad. Like I understand the human dynamics. It's just that don't make up stuff. Like people are making up stuff. People are like, this guy's pumping and dumping. I have some shit. Right. Like, I think like, that's another thing that maybe, like, have you articulated that at all? Like, saying that you're just not selling anything? Like, maybe no, because, be because a, brother, because, because, no, no, brother, the answer is no, but I'll answer any question. How many Zions here? None. Like, like here's, right. here's why. If I don't like the way Cody Bellinger is playing, I want to be able to sell it. What am I going to put myself in concrete and say I'm never right. selling? Like, I don't fucking exactly. know. Like, if tomorrow I'm like, in 1993, I was at a fucking firehouse in New Jersey doing a show and decided, because of what I'm good at as a human, that the card market was about to collapse. Sold my entire collection of four dealers and put all that money into comic books and toys. I want to be able to do that. In three and a half, I say this all the time. I like Snapchat when Snapchat's good. I like TikTok when TikTok's good. I like Facebook when Facebook's good. I like cards right now because it's good. And it's going to be good. I'm also going to sell them if I don't think it's going to be good. I'll publicly say it. I'm not gonna quietly try to sell off my thing. And then, like, like I'm, I'm like, there's no hot bro. You know this. Like, I'm all so, so I'm, like, all right. I'm just buying, and people are then creating Discord groups and group chats and WhatsApp chats and texts saying Gary's buying this, and they're buying it up. 
And then, and then some people are like, oh, you're quietly buying and then promoting. I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that because that would suck, right? Like when I said I think Pete Alonso might be underpriced to be a bunch of homers, I had 20. Help me here, Lou. Yeah. Seven? Ten. Ten. Brother, I, brother, I could pay $250,000 to give a speech. I had 10. Exactly. I had 10 Pete Alonso cards at 30 bucks a piece. Like, I'm not trying to pump them to 70 and sell them. <laughs> make four hundred dollars and yeah, ruin how, how my name and I'm a con artist. What does it matter yeah, with people? How dare you? What does it fucking matter with people? I, I, yeah, exactly. I have a hot take. Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds went up a fuckload. Pete Alonso with fifty-three homers as a New York Met, who's a nice kid, who's epic with fans. When I watched it, epic with fans. He's a nice kid. He had fifty-three fucking home runs. Do you understand what would happen if Pete Alonso hit 60 home runs this year and the hobby is 10x hotter? It would uh, double, triple, who knows? I mean, it's really like... Or, or, it would Giannis and Luca 10x? If he had 60, he had 53 last year. Now, by the way, he's a 250 hitter and could be fucking Joey Gallo. I get it. He could. I'm buying baseball right. for one reason. The National is my Disney World trip for the week. I want to set up. I want to have stacks of cards. And baseball is going to be on everybody's mind in the summer. And if Acuna is on his way to 50-50, that card is going to be 500 at the show. And if he gets hurt, it's going to go from 250, 300, down to a buck. Like, that's cards. That's not Gary V tweeted. I didn't tweet shit about Zion. It's been out of control. Not a tweet, not a single purchase. I own zero. So with, with By the way, I stopped talking yeah. about Giannis at four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. It's right. gone on its way to twenty six hundred. So I saw uh, an interesting comment on Instagram uh, about like the next upcoming releases for basketball, like looking forward to like National Treasures, Impeccable, Immaculate. Like, do you think that stuff will affect? Design prices, or do you think that that stuff First will First of all, just... that shit is going to be for rich fucking people. That's going to be some 1% shit. Like, National Treasures are expensive to me. We catch a box of number. Yeah, like, the shit's <laughs> expensive, man. Uh, will it affect it? No, because it's going to be for the lower rich. It's going to be for the 1%. The fuck is mm-hmm. $15,000 cases of cards? Who the fuck is that for? Giannis on Instagram. I don't know if you were around for this. When I bought like a hundred of them, but then I sold like ten of them on Instagram because I wanted everybody. Those kids bought it for me for one hundred eighty dollars or two hundred dollars. They made a fortune. My next offer, I'm giving it to you now. Here's transparency. My next offer is going to be Luca Hoops. I started a text spread that has ten thousand people in it. I'm going to give advice there, and then I'm also going to offer cards once in a while that I think fit the Luca. I want them to fit the Giannis model. That's what I've been thinking a lot about. If you were a kid, like people were yelling at me to selling Giannis in my Instagram at 180 because they were 120 a few weeks earlier, every kid that bought that for me 15, 12, 14 months ago ripped me the fuck off. It's 2600 <laughs> Right. I sold 60 Lucas at the National for 60 bucks. Those guys in, in Texas, big ups to you guys. You ripped me the fuck off just because I wanted to. I'm going to get ripped off at the National because there I'm not smart. There I want to be a dealer like I was a kid. Full tilt. Full tilt. You saw, I made a, remember that Ronaldo I got murdered on? I lost that. Like, I, 
I'm like dumbest at the national. I'm like dumbest at the national. But like, I'm looking, I'm trying to buy, like I want to give advice. I also like action. I like action. I like the idea of buying hoops Lucas for 90 and selling them for 120 or 60 and 80 and then selling them for 80. That makes me excited or whatever. I don't know what the numbers are on that, but like, but what did I sell? What did I buy Lucas? Let's go trans. What did I buy Lucas for? Our average is like 50. And what are they at right now? No, it's 145. Now they're like 600. Like no, 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 not the. I'm sorry, not the prisms. I know we destroyed that. Hoops, the 104 that I bought. Hey, I'll look it up. I bought like a hundred. Like I knew I was going to do this little thread where I wanted to have action because I love selling shit. That's why I love. By the way, everybody watching, if you buy wine, winetext.com. The same reason I talk to my dad's business every day on winetext. I like commerce. I like action. But I want to figure out if I'm going to order. If I'm going to offer it to my fans, I want to do shit like, hey, I really believe in this hoops thesis. Let me buy for sixty. Let me sell for ninety. That makes me happy. But I also think there would be two hundred, and so my fans are going to be happy. Otherwise, I get murdered on the back end if they go down. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like for example, Acuna. Acuna. Even though I'm in at yeah, even though I'm in at ninety or hundred, like. By the way, everybody nailing me for pronounce pronunciations, that makes me laugh. Go to the wine world for a decade when I mispronounced every wine. <laughs> everything I'm living right now in the sports world is everything that I've lived in the wine world. I have strengths and weaknesses. Pronunciation is uh, weakness. Go ahead. On, on TikTok, I post videos about uh, Erling Haaland, and every single time I get a pronunciation that I'm pronouncing his name wrong, so I changed it, and I've changed it again, and it's every single time people are like, you're pronouncing wrong. Like, I, at this point, I don't care. I'm just okay. going to pronounce it how I want to pronounce it. Sure so, like, right you know what I'm talking about. So That's it. So, anyway, like, listen, I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to leave a legacy. I know I'm right about sports cards. And just like everything that ever happened to me in wine and social media, history will be my biggest advocate. I can deal with the hate. I can deal with the pushback. I know that people are spreading fake rumors left and right. I tried to go silent and just buy and not bother anybody. That didn't work. Then I started being a little more public about things I wanted. That didn't work. Then, yes, last night I put out my buying price on Luca Optic. That seemingly didn't work. Lou yelled at me this morning. He's like, you know, like, you know, like, I can't help it. I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to live in a fucking bubble? And by the way, I'm gonna be the 80th most influential person in this game in 24 months. I, yeah, like I think you were saying, like if Diddy or like anybody posts about it, like it's over. In, in on the on the internet, you're more famous than someone like Diddy, maybe. But like in the rest of the world, like Diddy is like correct. Diddy and or Jay Z, not, not or on the internet like and not off the internet. And by the way, wait to uh, it's happening. I'm getting athletes hitting me up left and right, left and right. Wait till the athletes start buying them. Who do you think is going to be the first uh, athlete to invest in their own rookie card? I don't know, but I've told every Vayner sports kid when they've signed with us to do it. <laughs> it's the ultimate flex. It is, it is an interesting move. You I'll believe in your, I told Donovan Mitchell at the NBA All-Star Weekend, because I love that kid, to buy as many of his own rookie cards and then take a photo with like a thousand of them. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. That's, I mean, that's, that's that fantastic. I mean, it's just bad. It's just fun. Anyway, thank you, brother. This is very good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah.